back on all new Tavern Cast. <laughs> what is it? You said it perfect. This week on an all new Tavern Cast, special guest star Infernal Spawn. What does I say? Can you do any good impersonations? Hi, I'm Aloysius. And then do a different voice. And can you do a girl voice? Hi, I'm Aloysius. Okay, do in a girl voice. Go. Hi, I'm Kern Kater. Hi, this is Cromley. Welcome to 26 of Tavercast. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunder Brew Distillery here in Cavernous Dunmore. Dust off your favorite drinking mug, order up a pint of Rhapsody Malt and settle in. It's time for another round of Taverncast Warcraft. With your hosts, Cromley, Eloysius, Inferno Bill, and Kern Kater, we'll bring you tools, tips, tales, and tricks from the great world of Warcraft. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Taverncast. This is show 26, and this is Kern Kater. This is Eloysius. This is Cromley. And this is Infernal Bill. Woohoo! Please check us out on the web at www.taverncast.com. And now for something completely different. How to buy computers, components, and or electronics. Brought to you by Newegg.com. Now for an actual testimonial from an actual Newegg.com customer, let's hear from Dane. Service so quick you'll cry like a just-kicked baby. Whoa! Let it be clear that Newegg.com does not support the kicking of babies. I've been shopping around for computer parts and I noticed myself referring back to Newegg. The online computer component and electronic superstore that does not support the kicking of babies. Not because the prices were comparable to or because of the amazing return policy, I kept referring back to Newegg.com. Caring nurturers of babies and low prices. For customer reviews. So I ordered my components. I barely stood up from my desk before my package was at my doorstep. Thank you, Dane, for that disturbingly descriptive testimonial. For huge selection, great prices, and fast shipping on computers, components, and electronics, go to newegg.com. Once you know, you knew egg. Beer, give us our beer, give us information about the bill. Beer, give bill. us information about Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God of beer. Oh, no. Oh, sweet smoky beer. Oh. Today we are del- we are enjoying a delightful beer from the great land of the fatherland, really, of Germany. In a, it is a beer that is not pronounceable. Yet I will nevertheless try to pronounce. It. And <laughs> go. Which is German for delicious. And <laughs> it's otherwise known as smoke beer. It's well named because my God, I feel like I'm drinking a chimney. It's like so. alcoholic bacon. It is. It's my. I'm actually making shake. Uh, this is this is from a uh, brewery in Germany where they actually, when they roast the hops for the beer, they actually infuse the chamber that they're roasting the hops with smoke from an oak or a cedar fire, and so it infuses the beer with this like, it's almost like a smoked meat flavor. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. Now, 
Cromley and I are really enjoying it, but I have a feeling the two of you not so much. Well, I think I think you're I, losers. I think Bill is really enjoying this quite a bit. Yes. You know. I- I'm a fan of beer, um, and this what if not knowing where this beer actually comes. came from, I would have assumed that it would have been kind of a once in a lifetime sort of you know mixture that the brewery caught fire, uh, <laughs> you know the whole thing and burned out. We use it anyways. <laughs> this is what they were able to salvage. So I thought it was like a commemorative beer, really. but um, no, it just uh, it just tastes like smoke. And smoke is delicious. I, I'm 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 with you. I'm I'm feeling like we got the we got the very skim top of a container of beef barley soup that's been sitting there for about three weeks. So just the, just a very Gross. hint, a very hint of beef in it. And then you pour in an ashtray, and then yeah, put it in the fridge for about three weeks, and add a little bit of carbonation, and yeah, that's what I got here. So this, you like it? Is what this you're this is the nastiest stuff that I've ever is... put in my mouth. No way! It's next to the spotted dick. All I'm saying is, is that this is great with the pork meat. Rinds. <laughs> it's good. This would have been good with the pork rinds. It's good with Nothing's meat. Nothing's good with pork. Rinds. And speaking of meat, yeah, Kater, what are we eating today? Oh my gosh. You gotta do the cooking by the bug. Making food is just like science with tools that blend and paste. And every fun appliance gives the food a different taste. It's a piece of cake to make a pretty cake. If the way is hazy, you gotta do the cooking by the book. You know you can't be lazy. Never use a messy recipe. The cake will end up crazy. If you do the cooking by the book, then you have a cake. So, yes, yeah, so we're having lamb and beef. Pasties and they are—they look pretty good. They've got a mixture in them, so I'm gonna—I've yeah. been advised. Like hot eat the yeah. meat, eat the meat, and then take a drink. And the beer goes with the meat, but you must have meat with this beer. See, it almost tastes like meat is in the. That's beer. what I'm saying. Normally, I like to keep—I like to keep the things separate. I like to eat a little and drink a little. But with this, you can just drink and have beer and meat at the same time. Nice. I don't oh, think okay. uh, I don't think Kernkater is going for it. Yeah, no, this beer this is not a vegetarian beer. Also, by the no, way. I think I'm I think I'm going to pass on the rest of that. What are you eating, Bill? I'm eating more potato chips because because <laughs> that's you know, what you do. I love potato chips because <laughs> that's what I do. Is it, I'm all about the potato chips. That's why you get these washboard abs like this. <laughs> is uh, eating potato chips? Oh yeah. Sure. So what kind of what kind of potato chips are you ingesting today? These are better. These are better than last week. These are actually Kettle Brand chips, New York cheddar with herbs, and it, the 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 tagline is bold grown up cheese. And that is really what I, when I think of bold grown that up. Describes cheese, you. I think I think, <laughs> I think Tavern Cast. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I got. This is the Tavern. This is the Kettle Brand chips Cavern Cast style. They should be- Cavern Cast. What how is much beer have you had to drink today? Yeah, how many how many of the beers have you had? <laughs> uh, on top of old Smokey. <laughs> Bill, I told you years ago to stop smoking. Why are you still smoking, Bill? Mommy, why is Daddy drunk in the study talking to made-up friends on the computer? <laughs> <laughs> made-up friends. Again.
All right, lest we get accused of talking about nothing but non-Warcraft-related crap, let's move on. Give us a call to call our Skype line at the call-ahead number where you call at 734-418-8727. Gromley <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, was moving the paper to see if I could just, you know, forget about it. We're, we're drinking smoke beer! Yavold! <laughs> That'll make it yes, out. My neighbors are calling the cops. <laughs> Tavern Cast Episode 26, Take 9500. <laughs> Tavern Cast 26, when Kern Kater dropped the F bomb, I was so upset. Uh, F bomb! Kern Kater, my ears, I, my son was listening to Tavern Cast, and now all he can say is F this and F that. It brings tears to a mother's eyes. F bomb, you motherfucker! <laughs> Schnell. <laughs> Taverncast show 26, take 145, marker. So if you actually like this kind of a show, please donate to the show. You can do that by going to the website at www.taverncast.com and look for the uh, support the show button in the lower left-hand corner. And... You can, while you're there, you can also sign up for our forums and uh, check out our other projects, warcraftinsider.com and thescreen.taverncast.com, which is our movie review podcast. And then finally, we have a store at taverncaststore.com. And Kern Gutierrez is turning bright red. <laughs> wow. Oh, God, this beer is so bad. I'd like to thank everyone who's donated within the last couple weeks to the show. Thank you! Smoke <laughs> beer, yeah! Thank you, donators! Woo! Donka! <laughs> we got Jeremy Montgomery, Toad Single, Karen Morrill McClure, Donna Angelette, Purin, who donated twice. Wow. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Wow. Smoke beer, man! Smoke beer twice! Woo! <laughs> and David Pritchard, thank you. <laughs> the keg has been tapped. No more smoke beer for Eli. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Bill, what did you do this week? What did I do this week? This week, uh, I did some raiding with the pod people in Zulgrab. Oh, really? And, uh, really. And Zulgrab is great. Some people may think of it as not a real instance, but being only a 20-man instance, it's still pretty darn tough, I think. And... In 1.11, Blizzard just upped the number of drops, as well as the quality of drops that you get in there, as well as easing up on the reputation stuff that you have to turn in to get other epic items. So, in the last week, I've gotten a few epic items, which is nice. not only nice... Yeah, it is nice, but the nice. main thing, though... Sweet! How do you say nice in German? Uh, Schnell! No. <laughs> yeah, okay. Good. I don't know much German. 
whatever it so is. Anyways, so anyway, so which epics did you get? The Dagger Fang of Venoxus or something like that. Cool. And it's, you know, really nice dagger that uh, does lots of damage and makes me super powerful and ungodly. You know, who knows? But the point of it is, though, what I, what I really enjoy doing is actually, you know, winning Zolgarab. Going in with this group of people that we've been going into this thing for for a few weeks. Everybody has been, you know, gearing up, doing what they needed to do, and now we all collectively come together for a couple days a week, attack this instance, and just start owning these bosses that used to be owning us. I mean, just this last week we did the uh, Bloodlord in there. Mm-hmm. It was, and it, it was previously very difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's a lot of material that's online about different ways to take down this boss, and we read up on them, we tried different things, we tried this, we tried that, we finally just tried our own way, and lo and behold, it, we, you know, we owned him. And it was it was fantastic. So many of those things online are just using exploits to beat him, too. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Hiding behind the uh, the pikes or the uh, spears. Hiding mm-hmm. behind, we didn't do any of that stuff. And, you know, we just thought about it. We had some pretty creative people on our end really trying to figure out how the whole thing works and what, you know, resources we have with us um, in the party make up. And uh, just using those two things, it was... it. Really, at the end of the day, it was a great puzzle that we solved, and, and the, the satisfaction of being able to do that was better than, really better than anything for me personally. So I had a lot of fun this week. So you guys took him down, took the Bloodlord down using a completely new strategy then? Probably more of a permutation, you know, of various strategies rather than anything else. I mean, we're not, we're not totally out of the box here. I mean, I think we took down the Spider Boss in a way that I hadn't read before, which was to um, drain its mana entirely. See, the spider boss is one that heals itself if it has if it has mana. Yeah, she's a pain. Um, real pain. But we were able to take him take her down pretty effortlessly. More beer. Nice. <laughs> uh, with uh, by draining her mana first, and then doing a tag team. You know, moving her around. And in fact, instead of moving her between tanks, we had a main tank we that have, like, would a cycle um, of tanks that move her back and forth. Right. We had a bunch cool. of tanks in in the group, and whoever got the aggro pulled her out back up onto the steps. Um, and just tanked her away from the steps, kind of where the healers were. And then, you know, once she dropped aggro and ran at the, rushed at the group, we just rotated it out. Similar strategy to, um, well, never mind, I guess it's not that similar. But it worked, it was great, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's like the it's same, exactly but different. the same, but totally Nice! Different. It was exactly the same as everything that's out there, but totally different and better, and we're cool. That's it. <laughs> Thank you, Bill! Charlie, <laughs> what'd you do this week? Uh, well, I missed out on some of the ZG runs, but I basically just did a lot of uh, raiding and a fair amount of battlegrounds too. Hey, Cromley, did you see the? Uh, what did you think of Altrac Valley since 1.11? Did they take out all the guards or what? They made it sound like they were removing all the guards, but I noticed very little difference. Um, I think there's more guards actually in the actual boss rooms, you know, the, the, where the two generals are at. Um, and I think there might be slightly fewer guards in the bases, which makes it a little easier, and maybe you know slightly fewer at the flags, but it's not like they're all gone. So it really hasn't changed all that much, I don't think. There are guards around the flags and everything? Yeah. Yeah, there's guards patrolling. It's just like it had always been. So uh, what were so they if, talking about? Well, it, maybe they removed, like, two guards mm. or something, you know, from each flag or something fairly. <laughs> that'd be hard to notice, you know what I mean, hmm. without counting yeah. them. So, yeah, I didn't notice any huge differences in AV. I've been in two or three um, losing games, of course. So, so Eloy, Eloy, what, what are you, you doing? doing? <laughs> right now? No. This, this week. Oh, <clears throat> this week? Editing. <laughs> uh, basically, it's what Bill said, because we've been hitting ZG a lot, but I think the biggest thing this week has been the 1.11 patch with the Scourge Invasion, 
This stuff's been really cool. Yeah, I know Conley was talking about it. Stuff. It's really cool, um, and we didn't have a chance to really get in and play it before, you know, we talked about it on the last news bulletin. But it, it's pretty neat. How about that uh, Boston Stratholme that dropped something you wanted? Oh yeah, <laughs> we should talk about that. Yeah. No, in the uh, the first, I think it was the first night of the patch. It was like within the first twenty four hours. But yeah. So we had some guildies that figured out that the new Boston Stratholme was right by the front gate, so you could zone in, go hit the first boss. And in five minutes, you like could get... Like, literally five minutes. Yeah, like one or two drops, right? And they were all, like, the new drops. They were, like, plus damage gear and stuff like that for, for casters. And they would go reset the instance and go back in and run it again. And over the course of, like, a half an hour, people were getting, like, these really nice plus damage pieces Blue and whatever. And they were running them all night long. So <laughs> I'm seeing them do this, well. and I'm like, I want in. I have to get in and, and, and get this stuff. So the next day... I finally get a group together to go into Strat to go hit this boss up, and they've moved him. <laughs> He's back in the instant. Like, literally so... within a few hours. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, other guildies had done it a few hours before same as usual and then we go in and and he's not there they hot fixed him or something and yeah. now either that or he was always coded to sort of pop up randomly or something i have no idea maybe but... he moves further from the entrance the longer the event goes on or something <laughs> i don't know but they moved him back in so it takes like 20 minutes to get to him now he still drops the same stuff and everything but it's no longer a uh, exploitable thing yeah. we, we, we were exploiting we were exploiting wanted to exploit yeah, we're a bunch of exploiters exploitage <clears throat> no, you. It's, oh, it's me. Boy, the smoke so isn't one of those drinks you just drink it and just kind of ah at the end of it. So what'd you do this week, Grinkadere? <laughs> <laughs> I hit 50. Woo! Woo! Little teeny tiny flags come up from my hands and wave back and forth on that because it's not really a big deal, but it is for me. Do you think that you might actually be 60 by 2008? the anniversary show of Taverncast? Which is when? Which is about, it's less than a month away now. I might. Because that would be one full year. (laughs) No, the question is, will you hit it by Halloween or so? Because that'll be one full year on Whisperwind. That's true. From Mm. when you made the character. Don't don't give her that kind of leeway, though. That's like Uh, six months from now. It's possible. I was actually originally projecting. I was projecting my, my, the date I hit 60 is about... Oh, August or September of 2012. But I think now <laughs> I really have. Depending pop- on when the expansion comes out, and you know, right. I'm actually three and a half bubbles to 51. I also got back on my role playing server this week in an attempt to try to find some people that I used to play with, and no one was on. I was on Don't. every day for seven days, different times. No one was on. Uh, breaks my heart. So now I've got to try to get reestablished in the role playing community. So they don't trust. Now you they're anymore. just role playing in real life. I know. I, I get, they go off and do different things. Actually, the guild that I was a part of, I, I came across one member about a month ago, and they said that all of the officers of that guild haven't been on in months, so they've got no way to run the guild. So they were going to have to disband and do this other thing anyway. So if you're on, on Scarlet Crusade, you've got a really cool role playing guild. Send me an email at kernkater at hotmail.com because I'm looking for a She's new guild. She's up for hire. Won't necessarily respond to every single email, but if you send me something and it looks interesting, I'll look into it. Websites are preferred. By the way, one thing I forgot, the Argent Dawn Tabard is now available, and you can get it for turn-ins of necrotic runes for the new Scourge quest, and I got mine, and it's the Bombay. I is just it? wanted to say, it's cool looking. Cool. It's the coolest tavern in the game. Did it make you happy? It, it did. Good. Did you very happy? Didn't clash with your uh, robe of the void. Clash with your robe of the void, or your well, I don't wear it very much. But it is very cool. Well, what did you do with your pod people, Tabard? My what? 
Did you just call it a tabard? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> tabard. Tabard. Retard. <laughs> a retard tabard. Retard tabard. Yes, what did you do with the retard tabard of the pod people? Did you exchange it for the leap tabard no, of the I didn't uh, exchange Argentan? It. I just, you oh. know, sometimes don't show it. <laughs> See, I always wear the guild uh, tabard because I'm proud of my guild. I'm not going to just abandon them just for whatever good-looking little tabard that comes down the way. Mm-hmm. It's called loyalty. You know, other than that... <laughs> something important to tell you folks about and it's a tavern guest anniversary blowout super big manga super mega contest <gasps> i think i worked manga in there chanel Ed. i don't even know what manga is Do you know is that what, like jenga you don't know what manga is uh no really is, be on the wait is that manja the japanese blobby blue m-a-n-g-a manga yeah it's like japanese um cartoons or something. stuff so right, like so <laughs> we have this. Don't listen to what Bill says. We have this contest coming up, never do. and it's huge for the anniversary. Uh, we are calling it "If I Had a Murloc," and this is a subscriber-only contest. So if you are not a subscriber, now is the time to become one, so you can participate in this cool contest. contest. And, you know, are we asking? Are we using the contest as as a uh, as a lure to get people to subscribe? Yes. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so here's the contest. So first of all, the period for submissions for this contest is going to begin the second the show is released. So right now, you can start working on it. Right now. now. Um, we're not accepting any more submissions once show 27 is released. That's about two weeks or so from now. Mm-hmm. So you have about two weeks to do your thing. Winners are going to be announced on our anniversary show, which is TC28. So that's nearly a full month to come this up with so the best Murloc ideas. Here's what the deal is. So send us a written, spoken, sung, drawn, painted, sculpted, faxed, or creatively designed example of what life would be like for you if you had a Murloc. Question. Yes. Can it be performance art? It can be. Ooh. It can be anything. All entries, all it can be mimes. You have to be clothed, though. But we we need to see the mimes. What? It, it cannot be an audio recording of mimes. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Put your pants back on. All <laughs> entries must include or begin with the phrase "If I had a Murloc." That's the theme. So here's an example. This is "If I had a Murloc" to the tune of "If I Were a Rich Man" from Fiddler on the Roof. If I had a Murloc. <laughs> All day long he'd <laughs> If I had a Murloc pet, I wouldn't have to work hard. Schnell. My little Murloc would eat up all the mobs. <laughs> That's my song. Uh, that is a, that's a winner. That could that could win. That right could have that could win. I typed that out. I, I wrote the lyrics for that myself. I can <laughs> see he did actually. Smoke beer! Woo!
what are the what's so the what underlying... they actually win? So how will we pick? So the grand prize winner will receive. Get this, this is awesome. An official Blizzard game card provided by our friends over at PC Gamer, with an access code that will unlock your very own in-game Murloc pet. And like what they gave out at BlizzCon. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. So you get your own in-game awesome. pet. So see, get it. If I had a Murloc, and you get a Murloc pet, and, you know, and you'll get a tavern cast Alestein signed by all the TC crew. That's us. Cool, that's Very us. exciting. And then uh, yeah, right. yes. two runners-up that we will select will also receive a signed Tavern Cast Ale sign, just like the uh, grand prize winner. So Good. you've got a couple weeks. Start sending those submissions in. Um, text you submissions you can send to either Cromley or I or Kernkater or Bill over uh, or just PM Tavern on Cast the forums. TavernCast.com. That'll work, too. Uh, and then call 734-418-8727 if you've got an audio submission. And if it's something else, pictures or video or something like that, uh, send it to us in, in the email. And, and be sure to include who you are, like your email address, so we can match you up with the subscriber account. We will post all of the submissions. Uh, regardless Every of their quality, one. on the site or play them on the show. Yes. Unless they're filthy dirty. Yes. And remember, you <laughs> must be a bill. subscriber. <laughs> so if you're not a subscriber, you lose. That's the Tavern Gas TC Anniversary Blowout Mega Manga Super Blowout Contest! Try it now! Play, play, play! Smoke beer! <laughs> Contest is open to Taverncast subscribers worldwide. Employees of Snapdragon LLC or cast and crew of Taverncast properties are not eligible to join. Void where prohibited. Some exceptions may apply. MasterCard visa accepted. Residents of Outer Mongolia and Tonga Tonga are not eligible for prize winning. Use of the name Murloc is property of the United States. Department of Defense is subject to all terms and conditions there too. Murlocs may not be right for everyone. Ask your doctor about only a Murloc pet. Side effects may include headache, dizziness, dry mouth, nausea, upset stomach, diarrhea, cha-cha-cha, and tinnipetus. Treat tinnipetus with lamisil, medicated cream, a proud sponsor of the 2008 Olympic Games. Please note that the lead-based paint may be hazardous to small children. Preheat up to 300 degrees. Serve immediately. Contents may be hot. Lather, rinse, and repeat. This product may cause bodily harm if used improperly. Please use by expiration date. Do not stick fingers in Murloc's mouth and keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. Thank you for riding the Murloc bed here at Cedar Point, America's Roller Cove. Permane ser sentados, por favor. You know what I like about Tonga Tonga? It's the country so nice they named it twice. <laughs> Where is Tonga Tonga anyway? Does it beats the hell out of me. It sounds nice. It's like Bora Bora. Yeah, all these nice places. What about Walla Walla? Has anybody ever been to Walla Walla, Washington? No, Walla I think this is, a, this is a great James Bond villain name. <laughs> Tonga Tonga Schnell. <laughs> you expect me to talk Tonga Tonga Schnell? <laughs> no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to drink. Bryce <laughs> is dripping smoke beer out of his nose. This is why we have a tile floor in the basement. <laughs> How's that smell? Funniest thing I've heard all can. <laughs> mm, snorting smoke beer. Tavern Gas 26, take 1,255 <laughs> more cargoes! <laughs> So I was tossing around an idea of doing a reoccurring segment on TavernCast. 
Um, and basically, the recurring segment would be about how to do things differently. Because there's so many ways to do the same thing. Everybody's, there's, I mean, how many players are playing, how many people are playing uh, World of Warcraft right now? We've got four million subscribers or something ungodly. 6.5 6. million. Six and a half. Oh, I'm sorry, okay. 6.5 million. I mean, that's bigger than you know, a lot of cities. One out of every cities. thousand people in the world. Right. That's wow. right. So look at two 999 people to the left of you. So this game has no end to it. I mean, it's designed that way. There's no ultimate goal. There's no ultimate prize. There's no ultimate battle. Every time you do one thing, there's a, a new battle that's right around the corner. Every time you get that piece of epic gear or legendary gear even, there's always going to be a new legend piece of epic gear or legendary gear that comes out in the next patch. Or there's going to be the new raid instance. And it's all about progressing along and seeing this new content and at the end of the day it should be about having fun or at least that's my view on the whole thing mm -hmm. so really what i found to be the most rewarding thing is not to do it not to 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 get that epic gear to do those bosses to do those encounters in the way that everybody else is doing it because what's the fun in solving a puzzle that you know the answer to what i like to do is solve the puzzle in a different way or to come up with your own solution uh, and so I'd like to dedicate this segment to people that are of a similar mind, people that want to take the resources that are out there at our disposal as characters and figure out new ways and how to use them. Well, there's a number of really great people that are in our guild that, and people that I've played with that I'm going to blatantly plagiarize from because a lot of this stuff <laughs> I didn't come up with myself. Well, but so, by, by offering that disclaimer, though, you're not actually plagiarizing, so... Yeah, right, exactly. Bill thinks he's so smart. I'm going to, like, distance everybody. Bill, I'm not telling you anything more. Next thing, next thing I know, it's going to be on the next Tavern cast. <laughs> Without any, treating it as your own. In the same vein as doing a segment on doing things differently in-game, we are going to uh, do this a little differently. So, I don't know, I can't come up with something in good. German. Ich bin ein Grüßestein, mit den Stein zu Stein. Which is a beautiful nursery rhyme, which means, here comes the new segment, enjoy it, and don't bash me. <laughs> Titled, nothing less than, Tonga Tonga Schnell. <laughs> which in German means, who knows. Tonga Tonga really quick. <laughs> <laughs> means, hurry up, get this guy up. My time is limited on the show. <laughs> So today's topic, I wanted to talk about fear. Primarily, everybody seems to be using fear in PvP, and it's deadly. I mean, you can death coil somebody off, you can fear them, Tell and then you dot them, somebody doesn't have any control, and it's led to all kinds of people talking on the official forums about nerfing fear. I'm not going to talk about any of that. What I'm going to talk about is fear being used as a means of crowd control. And in the an last, instance. if you will, <laughs> yeah, in an instance. So, but Bill, that's... That's verboten. Bill, they tell that, us not to do that. That's How could you ever do that? <laughs> Search your heart. You know it to be true. No! <laughs> no. Nine. So there are basically three types of circumstances when you can use fear. 
The easiest one, obviously, is in a situation where you've killed all of the mobs around you, save for one, and you need to get that mob off of the healer, off of the who-knows-what, off of yourself if all the tanks are dead. Fear can be a very effective means of crowd controlling that mob to get them off you, dot them up, pull them down. It's, it's a great technique, especially if you've got at least a couple other people uh, around to help you do it. But really, in that circumstance, a lot of people use that as a means of last resort. The other circumstances, though, are when, you, when you're not alone, when you actually do have tanks that are around. And what the idea that you want to do especially if you're not in close quarters. The closer other mobs are to you, that the chance that they could get aggroed or, or attention drawn to them by this crazed, feared mob running into them, grabbing them, and have the whole, all these additional mobs come over and attack you and make matters worse uh, is only compounded if you're in closer quarters. But the way you do it is, if, if, there, if you have any type of movement at all, you fear a mob, as soon as he starts running, it's any any random direction. You control him by casting a curse of recklessness, which basically makes him stop fearing, makes him stop running away, and he'll come back and attack you. And what you have to do is you have to throw when once he approaches you, put on a different cast and their instant or a different curse and their instant cast. So it's fairly it's very fast to be able to do it, and then throw on another fear, and he'll run off in any random direction again. And we call this the fear work- yo-yo. <laughs> yeah, the fear, right. The fear yo-yo can be very effective. It can also be very fun because it can be very ineffective. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know what's going to happen. So if, the, you know, if, if you're not able to time it right or if you lag at just the wrong moment, there's, a, there's definitely a, a, a fear, if you if it will, that this mob is going to run over and make everything that much worse. But you know, nine times out of ten, in my experience, it seems to work very, very well. And it's a fun thing that you don't see too often. Which is really surprising because I know, I mean, I was always told like you were that you never, in fact, I even said, I have said on this program before from parting with other warlocks, the worst thing you can do in an instance is fear. That was what I was just going to ask. Yeah. That I, as, as a priest, that's one of the one of the main things that I do when my mana's getting low, my health's getting low. So you, so you, now you can fear in an instance. Is that what you're saying? Well, the deal is, look, with, with the guild that, we, with, that we've got, the fact that, they, that, that no one constrains you as to how you can play your character, it leaves you open to, you know, wondering if some of these things will work. So no one's there like, noob, you feared, what the heck? Now, I mean, now, having said that, People did do that. <laughs> you can be like, well, what are you doing? But if you're, you're Eloy, you just don't care. Yeah, but right. the, the it, when it started working, I think, I mean, I know, I know how you were about it too, Bill. I mean, it was like, wow, it, it actually can be effective. I mean, it can go wrong in horrible, horrible ways. And certainly I am, you know, one of the violators of that. I think when I was in, you know, in uh, Skullamance, in one of the very first rooms, I had feared a group of mobs because in that very circumstance, our tank had died. It looked, And I had thought that those mobs were, the ones that were on us were the last ones in the room, and they were not. I've and so the they ended up, thing. Yeah, they ended up running into other mobs and ended up wiping us entirely. So, you know, you live and learn. It's part of the experience. Well, but, but in that situation, I mean, your tanks were already dead, so there's probably a good chance you might wipe anyways. So, you know, there's a point at which it's worth it for the odds anyways, right? Right. I, I think that's true. The thing you're talking about is the reason why people say don't use fear in an instance, because it has the propensity to wipe the party where maybe a wipe may not have happened. Really what it is is practice. I mean, it's it's a technique to be able to try to get down. If you know what you're doing, if you've got a very good idea, if you, you know, nor, if you're in unfamiliar 
circumstances, unfamiliar instance, I would probably recommend not doing it unless it's you know last ditch effort because you're not sure you're, you're less likely to be sure which mobs are around the corner. Or unless you um, want to have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if by fun you mean wiping, then yes, exactly. <laughs> the um, but I think in one point eleven there has been a nerf at least to the warlock sphere insofar as that it does it breaks more often with direct damage but it also breaks less often with existing dots so if you think hmm. about it in the in your average fight you're going to be you know attacking a mob he's going to have dots pretty much at all times if you're a warlock and you're pro- and you're going to be shooting off shadow bolts as your nukes so but if you stop the shadow bolt and he's already got his existing dots and you fear him it makes it seems that Blizzard is almost encouraging the mo- to fear to be used as as a ter- as a means of crowd control in the very way we're talking about right now, hmm. because it makes it so that the the mob will f- be feared for a longer period of time, which can only be a good thing for that. The length of the fear that you cast on a mob does it decrease over time? Yes. Yeah. It does. It, diminishing you have returns. diminishing returns. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly. the one I was looking for. <clears throat> Smoke beer for the lose. Okay. Yeah, diminishing returns every time you cast a fear. It in, what really happens is the mob increases its resistance. Fear increases the resistance to fear with each subsequent fear. And the thing is, I know you're not. If it doesn't make about, sense. Look it up. <laughs> well, see, I, I I've seen this work in or this this uh, this technique in practice, and it, it definitely works. I was in Ubers not too long ago, and we had one mage in the party, so we're looking at one sheep. We had no rogues, no other means of crowd control, and we're pulling those. Uh, those uh, poles with the six guards or so that come across the bridge or near the bridge that leads to General Dracosat's room. So you're getting these huge poles right after you do the beast. And, uh, you know, I would just basically take three of the mobs. One of them gets sheeped, uh, the other one gets off-tanked, and another one gets tanked by the main. And there's three mobs left, and I would just keep chain-fearing three of those mobs until somebody could get to them. And it works. You just got to be careful with how you do it. Hmm. Interesting theory. It's not a it, theory. It's a fact. It's more, it, <laughs> so that's it. So that's a good way of... This is The idea of this segment is to talk about different ways to use the abilities that are at your disposal for playing your character in a different way. Awesome. So that's cool. it for Tonga Tonga Schnell. <laughs> you guys own... I mean, like, the only one. Like, one guy runs up to and like, some fat guy. And then that one guy tries to steal a burrito or something. And the fat guy sits on his head. The other guy, you know, dies. That kind of ownage. Or, in other words, <laughs> you don't own, like, a fat guy with a burrito. Let's just say that, because that... That actually sounds wrong. Take that back. You know, own like a, some guy in the military with a huge gun. I don't know. Yeah, screw that. Yeah, I'm done. You rock. Okay, everybody, it's time for another quest log with me, your friend, Kern Kater. We haven't done these in a while. All right, so this week we're going to talk about Why I Hate the Yeti by Kern Kater. <laughs> wow. Oh, Yeti, how do I hate thee? Let me count the ways. 
One, you are elusive. Two, you look alike. And three, I do not pay close enough attention. <laughs> Thank you. Please drive through. So this uh, this edition of, um, of Questlog is going to be me talking about my frustration and expletives that I was screaming at the screen while running around Feralas. In Feralas, there is a horde base called Camp Mohache, and I'm sure I'm going to get flamed for that, but I, I like Mohache. the way it sounds. I'll go with Mohache. I like sounds Mohache. Yeah, like Mohache sounds right. Mohache. It's like Apache. And in there, there is a, a Tauren in a hut, um, or in a teepee. His name is Jangdor Swiftrider, and he's actually one of the leather workers or tailors in that little enclave there. Miss, I like the orcs! Oh, no, you did not. Jang, Jang. No. All right. No, sorry. Bad. Yes. Bad um, the first. I get it. You used to say people's humor. going to die? Bill, ask your parents. Mom, why is Eloy talking that way? <laughs> oh, hush, dear. We don't want to mention the unnamed one. <laughs> you used to say we's going to drink a smoke beer? <laughs> Mommy, my ears! <laughs> Make the bad Muppet stop! We used to love you, Bill! Now, there's a character not so nice they shouldn't have named him twice. Honga <laughs> Tonga George R. Schnell. Jangdor, Jang. Jar Jar. Yes. Just call him Jar Jar. Yeah, Jar Jar. So the Torin guy in Camp Mohache will give you a quest to find ten thick Yeti hides. This is the name of the quest is called the Mark of Quality. And you can get it at level forty, but it's labeled as a level forty six quest. And you get thick Yeti hides off of the Yetis and Feral Scar Veil. And my frustration is, hi, my name is Kern Katera, and I don't really read the quests when I get them because I'm half asleep. <laughs> so let's run all over Feralos like a chicken with my head cut off and kill everything but what I need. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Did that work? Um, not so much, no. Really? So talk about spending a week in Feralos and not finding anything that I wanted, yeah. Boy, how long have you been playing and you're only level 50? Don't ask, <laughs> don't ask that question. <laughs> Just, just go, let her continue, please. <laughs> Tonga Tonga Chanel, you will be silent now. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, so we get to, uh, I get to finally looking at the quest and going, where the flippin' A are these yetis? And it turns out that they are in... Uh, I say that to myself every day. Every day. Where the flippin' A are these yetis? <laughs> Feral Scar Vale is found in Feralos when you're looking at your map. You're in Camp Mohache. You hang, you go west on the road just before it goes north back to Desolus. And it's uh, south of the road. You actually can find it really easily because it's one of those little cave-like openings. And it's got a shaft of light that comes out of the tree right in front of it. How the hell I missed that, I will (laughs) never be able to tell you. Well, they're kind of off the road. They're down like off the road, down a hill by a cave. So they are kind of hard to see. And if I'd actually paid attention as I ran through that area the myriad of times before I did, the little white letters on my screen that said Feral Scar Vale would have made it clued in to me. But, hey, you those know, match the letters in the quest log. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> Not even in the same order. Anyway, so you get the um, the thick Yeti hides from these guys, and they're really not that hard to kill. The really cool thing about this, though, is that it starts the, it's the first of a two-part quest, and the the rewards you get from this one are pretty good. So if you have um, a mod that gives you the coordinates, Fear Scholar Vale is 55-56, kind of easy to remember, but it's just south of the road when it forks to the north. And you can choose two things for your quest reward. First of all, you get XP between 420 and 4050, depending upon your level. Um, so you can either get leather boots or leather gloves. Both have an agility buff, and one has a stamina, one has a strength buff, and they're pretty good. The second one is the one that really kind of cooked my bacon, because it's for it's called Improved Quality. Quality. Once you turn this in, this guy will give you the next quest. It's to go find Rage Scar Yeti hides. Okay, and you say, well, Kern Katera, where the heck are the Rage Scar Yetis? Yeah, good luck with that. 
try running around for another week looking for these suckers, and I still couldn't <laughs> find them. And this one, actually, the quest information that you get from the guy about this quest is not as specific. For the mark of quality, he actually says, Yetis are native to Feralas, often found west of here in Feral Scar Vale. You think I would have figured that out. But for the Rage Scar Yeti hides, yeah, he doesn't say anything. He says, in the northern parts of Feralas, I ran all over Dire Mall. I went. Do you want to die or mall? Yeah, I rolled. I, I got <laughs> killed a couple times because I'm thinking this is north and fair last. The yeah. Yetis have north to be in here. North is a big area. It's big. It looks like a Yeti. These are ogres. Why, why does it say yeti. ogres? <laughs> this is a hard yeah. quest. <laughs> I hate these Yeti. Why don't they have any hair? <laughs> it's not right. Dear Tavern Cast subscribers, where are the Rage Scar Yetis? <laughs> Answer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I should have done that because I would have gotten a whole lot farther along than I did this. And now the truth comes out. Taverncast <laughs> is not done for you. It is done for us. So you can get on our forums and tell us why we're stupid and help us get better at the game. <laughs> what? No fear in an instance? You mean you really meant that? Okay, we'll stop. <laughs> What? Yetis really are the big furry guys? And we were... Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, once I found Fer- once I found Rage Scar Hold, it actually made life a whole lot easier. Rage Scar Hold is in the northwestern portion of Feralas. If you leave Camp Mohachi and travel the road west, you go north. It's off the road to your right just before you get to the docks. And these guys, again, were similar difficulty to kill, level 46, 48 or so. And you get a, another uh, leather chest piece as a reward, and the XP is 4,400 XP. So it's pretty good XP. The one thing I want to say about the Yetis, OMG, look at their toes. They're huge. <laughs> no, and, what they say. <laughs> the size of Yeti's toe is proportional to the size of his Only Kern Katera would spend the time looking at the mom's feet. <laughs> no. This is twice, twice. Two shows now in a row, I want to say. that Kern, for, Last Strange time, obsession. it was, I was looking at my Torrin's hooves. And this time, it's, have you noticed the Yeti's feet? What are their ankles like? Actually, they have cankles. Yetis are sporting some serious cankleage. Cankleage. You don't know what a cankle is? I've never you, heard of that. You before. guys don't know what cankles are? Yeah, it's when the thigh, when your calf is so big that it looks like it runs right into your foot. Yeah, your ankle is so big it looks like it, it, it looks like it's an extension of your calf all the way down. There's no leg that kind of comes down like this. It's just straight. So down. you mean uh, all the Yetis are big bone gals? Yeah. <laughs> and they've got these toes. They've got big toes. Seriously, when when they hit you, their toes go bloop, bloop like that. What what describe <laughs> sound again? describe bloop for bloop. for our there, audio listeners please? If, all right, I'm I'm doing because this. I, I don't think our listeners are getting. Bloop. I know I'm doing this and I want everybody to do this with me. Put your hands out in front of you, with your palms down and spread your fingers out. I'd really like to know right now how okay. many tavern cast listeners. Now hands what I want you to do is when you is when you go bloop, bloop, I want your fingers from right to left to all of a sudden raise up and down like a wave. Bloop, bloop. Exactly. Thank you, Bill. Honey, exactly. Why did you get fired from your job today? You were so such a valuable employee. Well, I had my hands out in front of me at about ten o'clock in the morning when I should have been concentrated on my work, and I was waving my fingers, and they were like, "He's crazy." Jensen, what? I've got this report that I'm. What the hell are you doing, Jensen? <laughs> uh, sir, I'm listening to a. Where's your TPS report? I told you never to act like a yeti again. <laughs> Where's your memo on cankles? <laughs> Sir, I'm trying to do research. Tonga, Tonga. Schnell? Schnell. Schnell. 
Well, if if you go to fight the, if you go to fight the yeti, you will definitely sit there, and as you're fighting them, you're casting shadow word pain or or rending them. You're gonna see the toes, and you're gonna think, and you're gonna think of me, and that that really won't make my life complete. So that's all I Excellent. have for quest log this week. Thank you for another episode of Quest Log with your hostess, Kern Kader. I saw this thing on the, the internet host. this week. I totally think of you when I saw this. It was the Axa Pirate, which is the <laughs> yes. Ask a Ninja. They have and one he too. starts off with like he's uh, he starts off with one topic. Like somebody says, like Pirate, why why do you guys have skull and crossbones on your flags? And at the end of the show, he's like answering questions about like, and that's why dinosaurs go faster than the speed of light. <laughs> and that's exactly uh... what your quest log just was. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, it's like, here's the beginning. I want to talk, Kern Kater, tell me about quests at the level 46 to 50 range about yetis. I'd love to. The Lord of Warcraft. And then she gets through it, and it's like, and that's why yetis have cankles. <laughs> oh, but, see, I see. but see, I tie it all together so that, like, the universe makes sense. It's in a little package with a little bow on top. Six degrees. Exactly, from Kevin Bacon. <laughs> That's right. And we're drinking bacon beer. We are. Oh! Ooh, so it's like two degrees. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your troubles sure would help a lot. Hello, this is Zagata. This is Visserine. This is Ginsu. And I'm Zabros. Um, welcome to another segment prepared by the Australians, although it's not quite Australians tonight. We have a special guest. He uh, is well known for walking around Azeroth in a deep dive helmet and full formal robes. He is always the last man standing in instances and... In guild raids on Alliance Towns, he is known for leaving no person spared. His hobbies include lava diving, weird engineering tricks, and base jumping off the edge of Tanaris into the Angoro Crater. And strangest of all, he's a New Zealander. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with great trepidation I introduce you to Tuscan Salami. Welcome, Tuscan. Kia ora. <laughs> well, getting greeting, not that I'm married or anything, but anyway... Tuscan is also a female paladin character on the Alliance side, aren't you? Tuscan. Mm. Yeah. Whack Attack. Whack Attack. <laughs> Who you no, no longer play? Uh, just haven't bothered. As no one else has got to 40 on yet on Alliance side, and I've been too having too much fun on Wood. Well, tonight you're going to come in handy because it's a discussion of weapons in World of Warcraft, and uh, you're one of the known experts given your experimentation. Um, we're going to discuss which classes do best with which weapons, and so I thought we'd start off with the Hunters, given we have Ginsu as well. And that, I think it would be fair to say from the rest of our observations that Ginsu and Tuscan have very different opinions on weapons. First of all, it's it's not true, is it, that Hunters can use any weapon, is it? Um, 
Not so much. There's a f- like obviously they can't use wands, and uh, a lot of our weapons come with training. So there's crossbows, fist weapons, spears, staves, swords, etc. The only set of weapons that we can't use are masons. And Ginsu, you're a, a big bow addict. Tell us why you use bows. There's no mechanical reason that I use them apart from the fact that they're just really awesome. Like, they look really cool and, you know, the the sound of the bow twanging is, yeah, it's pretty cool. And Tuscan, you wander around with a gun that makes World of Warcraft look a little bit like Doom. Um, what's it called again? Uh, currently I'm using a alternation between a shot rifle and blaster shot launcher. So why guns as opposed to bows? What's the difference? Well, as you kind of said, because I'm used, previously been played first-person shooters and the like, I find black guns something a little more high-tech over bows, and with engineering you can make your own guns and scopes and ammo, unlike with bows and arrows. What about the range? Is it the same for a bow and a gun? Yep, it's the same. Um, you've got the talent to increase it to buy six yards with three talent points into the marksmanship tree, but otherwise the bows, guns and crossbows are effectively all the same. Okay, Gensu, what's your dream weapon? If you could have any weapon in Warcraft, what would you use? Being a hunter, I have to pick about four million different weapons just because I can. At the moment, from what I've heard, uh, most endgame hunters dual wield Dawn's Edge which is a one-handed axe that uh, gives you a critical strike chance increased by one, and a lot of them get the plus 15 agility enchants on both of them. So it's a fairly mean combination of damage and agility. The Dawn's Edge is fairly difficult to make because it's a recipe. It's very expensive, so a lot of people settle for dual-wielding bone-slicing hatchets, which are a drop in Skolomance. Tuscan, your dream weapon? Well, I can't say I've... Uh dream melee weapon, but I'm currently using the Dalrin set, uh, which drops from, Dal- from Ren to Blackhand and Up to Blackrock's Fire. I just happen to be on a run and they both happen to drop at the same time, however unlikely that would be. And that gives me uh, plus 1% critical strike and with the set plus 50 attack power, which is pretty good for a almost in-game hunter weapons. But for actual guns, um, there are two I like just for the way they look in the game. One's the core marksman rifle, which looks like the top-end, like, really weird engineering gadget, uh, given that you make it from engineering in the first place. And this second one is the Dragon Breath hand cannon, which I think is from AQ, but basically looks like a dragon head that you're shooting them out from. It's more right. of a sawn-off bazooka than a gun. Beautiful. Yeah, but it looks so cool. <laughs> Great. Very true. Sorry, there's also a, uh epic hunter bow that's available to hunters only, as the quest would uh, imply. It's called a Rock Dealer. Probably mispronouncing that, so... You start the quest from a drop in Molten Core. There's a 50-50 chance that it comes out of the Major Domo Executus event. You basically get the, the leaf... Talk to some giant walking trees in Fellwood. Kill four demons, which have uh, individual different strategies for killing them. Once you've done that, you have to go kill Anixia. See if you can do better than dives and get her mature black sinew. Then you're all done. And you can get uh, the epic hunter bow. In addition to that, you can get a mature black dragon sinew to create the quiver that goes with the bow. 
and then you hand all that into a giant Ancient of Law in Felwood, and you are going to be set for life. Wonderful. Moving on to Uagada, one question for you. Why do some warriors use two-handed weapons, some dual-wield single-handed weapons, and some do the sword and shield combination? What are they trying to do? Well, it depends on um, what they're after. If they're after a massive amount of damage in one hit, they'll go two-handed. If they're after lots of DPS and they're not doing the tanking thing, they'll use dual wield. Or if they're tanking, they'll use the sword and shield, which gives them hits of protection and helps them generate aggro that way. Okay, now you're only a recent 60, so when you were levelling up, what was your favourite combination of weapon and shield or whatever when you were soloing? When I was soloing, I was running around a lot of the time with a sword, two swords and dual wielding most of it, or the um, whirlwind axe. And you find yourself tanking now, and that is basically trying to get the monsters to attack you as opposed to something else. What's, what's best to keep the, the mob's attentions on you? Two weapons, one weapon. The sword and board, the shield, and I use, instead of a sword, I use an axe. It's that bone slicing hatchet uh, Jinsu talked about earlier. It's got a nice agility and stamina buff on it. It's fast, it helps encounter the aggro. Plus, um, the shield's really good with a mithril spike on it. It helps do damage as well, which keeps the attention of the, the mob we're trying to tank. So that works pretty well. And uh, you've recently picked yourself up an epic, which uh, you should tell us all about. What's it called again? <laughs> Zolthrae's the Thrasher. It, uh, the Lasher, sorry. It's uh, a two-handed sword you get from Zolfarak. You've got to get two drops from two different bosses in Zolfarak, combined swords. And it looks great on you as well. So. And is that your dream weapon? No. My dream weapon's an axe called the Arcanite Reaper. But that's going to happen later. You're not hankering after the Ashbringer? It'd be nice, but I don't know where that's going to be released, and I think it's going to be hard to get. Viserine, you are a representative of the casters, and um, I most of the time see you wandering around with a staff, but um, what's your current favourite? I have two that I'm using at the moment. One of them was a quest reward, which I haven't yet looked for anything better, which is called the Resurgence Rod. The reason I like the Resurgence Rod is because it has eight mana regen per every five seconds and five health every five seconds, so I just cart that around with me everywhere. But when I'm doing instances and being a healer, the resto druid that I am, I carry the Diviner Longstaff of Healing, which has plus 51 to healing spells, which is nice. I uh, started off when I was levelling with the Staff of Jordan, which uh, a guildy Thraxani gave me, which was the most wonderful gift and made everyone particularly jealous. Very but jealous. More recently moved on to daggers and fist weapons, um, just for something different. I've um, got a fist weapon that drops out of black rock depths called Blood Fist. And um, it's not bad, and it's quite fun watching myself punch up a mob as opposed to hitting it with something. And it um, helps skill you up in unarmed, so I'm having some fun with those at the moment. Uh, Viserine, you used to use a lot of single-hand items so that you could hold something in your offhand. Was that a fad that passed? If I could get another really great offhand item, I would still continue to do that. Being that I, I do a lot of healing, I'm usually standing at the back, not dealing any damage with my 
my weapon, so it's not particularly important to me to have something that's doing a lot of damage. So I've been carting around a one-handed mace, the Heaven's Light, so that I can use whatever offhand item I've got. The only one I've got at the moment is Jewel Rod of Healing, which is plus 18 to healing, which is no good to me with the staff that I've got. And it looks like a stick. It looks ridiculous. But I, I did have six or seven different offhand items that I would switch between at one stage, which is excessive, to say the least. Yeah. But if I could find another really good offhand item... I would certainly use it, for you had, sure. You had a snake on a stick at one stage. I did have a snake on a stick, and I can't remember what it was called, but it basically looked like I was carrying a um, cobra around in my offhand. It was, was it called Roasted Vial Snake of Salmonella? <laughs> Definitely not. No thanks. Yuck. <laughs> it was oh, Lord, Lord something's scepter, I think. That's yeah. all I can think of. Right. The fairy one was funny. The fairy, I did also have a star on the stick. And pick any weapon you'd like in the game. What would you be wielding if you had a choice? I've never never really thought about it. I mean, if I go through Thoughtbot or Relicazam, the, the only one that I sort of like the look of is the Ambersil Keeper, which I'm not particularly sure how difficult or easy that is to get, but it looks nice anyway in the picture. So I think that's that's why I like it. It's also got plus five to a lot of resistances. It's got fire resist, nature, frost, shadow and arcane. And it's also got 20 intellect. Lovely. Mm. Okay, and if I had my choice of weapon, I'd almost certainly pick the Headmaster's Charge, which is the greatest epic staff. Gives a nice all-round buff of 20 intellect to surrounding team members. And a high DPS, or the Sorceress Dagger, which drops in Molten Core. It's... Um, very high damage for a dagger, 42.1 DPS and a 17 intellect buff. But going to have to run the core to get that one. So um, when we um, walk around, how do you window shop for these weapons? Or do we hang out on Thoughtbot or do you just look at other players in the game and wish you had what they did? I do I like window speaking other players. I think that's brilliant. I love linking it into Guild Chat so other people can have a look and um, use the dressing room to see what it's like. It looks like on you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've got a lot of uh, friends that have, I think I have three friends that have hardcore hunters, so get a lot of information off them, What what's good, what's not good. The Guild Epic thread on the Taverncast forums and the Pod People forums is um, pretty interesting because you can take a look at what other guildies are picking up. I like Thoughtbot yeah. just because, um, particularly for the ranged weapons, it has a complete list of every single one you can get. Um with bows, guns, and crossbows side-by-side, side, ranked by DPS. So you can just whip on one and look up how you get it. Okay, well, that's something for everyone. We're going to say goodbye for another episode and hope to talk to you again soon. Bye-bye, all. Bye. Bye. See you later. Welcome to Out of Character with Current Kater again. Is that pretty close? That's good. Okay, That's good. Very good. It's a song, it's out of character song, it's on our show. It's out of character. Copy, Lloyd. All right.
As many of you may have noticed, in the major cities there were floating uh, candles with wreaths and different decorative wreaths and even some people standing around a bonfire. Starting June 21st, the new holiday event in the world of Azeroth is the Midsummer Fire Festival. And it runs to July 5th. And the information that they have on the main Blizzard site at worldofwarcraft.com states that bonfires have been lit all over the countryside to signify the hottest months of the year. Now, that's, let's, that's let's, a great idea. Yeah, let's talk about something. It's the hottest month of the year. Let's light a bonfire. <laughs> let's light a bonfire all day long, every day, when it's 95 flipping million degrees outside. Let's all stand by just for fun. <laughs> Yeah, Bill, what are you doing in the background? I Lighting was a bonfire, cooking some fire. Oh, you were cooking some fire. It goes with the smoked beer, you know. Like, you are a man of many talents, Bill. That uh, actually yeah, sounds yeah. a little like like, like fire. fire, like somebody spitting up. Yeah, that's me. It's like, remember Police Academy? I, I always wanted to be. Yeah, I am that guy. The guy with cool. the speakerphone. Yeah, Bill Bill Fredericks. That's me. Not his name is Infernal isn't Bill Fredericks. Bill Fredericks? So. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's like a lounge singer. <laughs> Bill Fredericks, thank you. Now back for a second summer here at the Sands. It's Infernal Bill Fredericks taking the stage here. Thank you, thank you. Star Wars, Inflation Bar Wars. Thank you. Tip your waitresses. Tavern cast 26, out of character, take 525, Margaret. <laughs> so outside, um, outside of the main, most of the main cities, you'll be able to find a large bonfire with some quest givers. And they're going to send you all over the world to different uh, major cities, to instances, and to different uh, regions of the world to go find these other bonfires. Why do you want to do this? Well, the more that you visit, you finish these quests, and you can get... Huh? Quest rewards? Have anyone ever heard of a quest Ooh, reward? What's a quest reward? <gasps> bum, 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 bum. They've got some pretty cool things here, including captured flame, which summons or demisses a spirit of summer. I get the feeling it's like another off, another, another oh, I've pet. Seen those. Don't they look like a little flame like, elemental? Yeah. Kind yeah, of thing? Exactly. yeah. You can get cinder bracers, which summons a cinder elemental who will protect you for 10 minutes. Kind of like one of those, um, the, hound, the hounds that you get with the dog mm-hmm. whistle in or Scarlet the, Monster. Or the Yeti in Winter Spring. Yes. There are two pieces of armor that you can get that are cloth armor that really don't do much. It's only two armor, but I think they're more just kind of... You're talking about the shoulders and the... Yeah, the crown of the fire festival and the mantle of the fire festival. I I have have a confession to make. I actually got those shoulders. Yeah, what do they look like? (laughs) They look like two flaming cauldrons or two spotlights on on your shoulders that just shoot up into the air. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a, uh... Stupid? Yeah, it's stupid. Oh, is it really? <laughs> right up my alley. <laughs> it looks, I mean, you know, you basically put those on and take off all your clothes and run around, and that's the fun of it. What's the one that you get that's the super good one, that's the resummonable guy, whatever it is? The Captured Flame. The, the summon- Captured Flame. Yeah, to get that one, you actually have to go in each of the Tier 0 set-piece instances. You don't actually have to go around, they have to go into them. Yeah. yeah. So, boy... By July 5th, you said? Yes, July 5th. Mm, better get cracking. But, you know, I think if you, get a, if you get a group of people together, they all go and do this quest together. I think that might actually, you might actually be able to get it. So get a group of your friends together, and then you go, get, go get these little fire elementals, and then you can go own in, uh, in Battlegrounds with your little fire people. Nobody will know what they are, and they'll <laughs> run screaming from you. 
I have a question about this whole festival. I don't remember seeing anything about this in advance. Did Blizzard? Because you know, like you know, with the uh, like the, the children's New Year's one and, and the children's week, they, they kind of they prep fresh. you, they prep you for it. But this one just sort of like suddenly I show up in Undercity and there's like fires mm-hmm. everywhere and there's something going on. Did they talk about this at all before they released it? I didn't see anything about it, but keep in mind that June either twentieth or the twenty first was the summer solstice. And so this has a lot to do with that. They they've done other items in or other events in game around you know Christmas and Halloween and stuff. So I think mm-hmm. this is a nod to another okay, cool. oft celebrated holiday. Okay. There's another couple things that you can get as quest rewards that I think are really awesome. One of them is a fiery festival brew, which is a drink that sets your breath aflame, kind of like that the uh, cool. kind of yeah, like the dragon breath chili. Did you, does anybody have that yet other than me? It's pretty cool. I've mm-hmm. seen it. Yeah. Is yeah. it cool? Yeah. It looks like it looks like dragon breath chili. Yeah. Same thing. It just sets your you know, do the whole circus act thing with the vodka. Maybe it's just me that does that. Yeah. Right. Um, you can just get elderberry right pie, which increases your defense by 13 for one hour. So that's eligible for any any level. And then there's also a toasted smork, which I was hoping was an orc smished between a couple of graham crackers and a piece of chocolate, <laughs> but that wasn't the case. Um, this one increases healing done by magical spells by up to 44 for one hour. That's, that's something good. that I definitely want. So provided that I have some time to play before July 5th, I'm definitely going to be going to try to get that. That's the the quest result, the quest rewards for the festival there. There's also a couple other things that you can do. One of them is dancing around the ribbon pole. And there's a ribbon pole in every festival camp that if you click on it, yeah, it runs around kind of like a like one of those uh ribbon tethers they used to have mm-hmm. at little kids like parties. A, uh, what do they call it? Maypole? Yeah, it maypole. It's like the uh, Warlock's Life Tap, Monotap, and uh, Soul Drain. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know what else it looks like? It and looks like play. it looks like the energy ribbon from Ghostbusters. The <laughs> Ghostbusters. Don't cross the stream. Exactly. <laughs> it would be bad. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Why? It would be bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good bad thing. What do you mean bad? Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. That's bad. Okay. All right. Important safety tip. Thanks, Egan. (laughs) Shorten your stream, Ray. I don't want to get my face burned off. So, um, and that's funny. You just you just (laughs) click on it. You just run around it with other people like idiots, you know. And it's it's fun. Actually, but what it does though is it gives you that great fire resist. Yeah, it's a good buff. Which is really cool for people hitting, you know, molten core, et cetera. So, what you and there's one right outside of Black Rock Depths. So you, on your way in, you just stop off there, run around that flagpole a few times, get your buff, and you're in. Awesome. It's too bad they can't just leave that there all the time, but I digress. There is another one that you get by clicking on the fire pit, which will actually cleanse you of any debuffs that you have, any curses, any diseases, or anything if you don't have a, a healer or a, um, a druid near you. And then, if you find burning blossoms, which I guess are around the area, uh, you'll get a flare that goes off. It's part it's of a quest, the quest reward. reward. Yeah, yeah. Um, you get them like along with the shoulders and stuff. You get the burning blossoms. They give you like a stack of ten. Uh, or okay, well, let me let me redo that because I haven't actually done this, so that's good. Enough. Well, you didn't like the part where we all yelled at you. It's a reward. <laughs> it's part of the reward. That re- that reward. Bill, Bill, you Bill. idiot, hey, dude. Hey, <laughs> calm down. All right, it's cool. Really. Yeah, Eli's the only one who's allowed to scream on the show. Please don't kick me off the show. Dude, don't, dude, don't step on my shtick, all right? It's all, it's all I've got. Screaming yes. is all I've got. Dude, dude, the awesome. fans expect me to scream, and that's that's all I've got, man. You take that away, I, I'm, I'm not even going to say one great I apologize. I'm sorry. So sorry. 
Hi, this is Infernal Bill. I'd like to apologize to Eloy and the rest of the Tavern cast for taking away Eloy's shtick and improving upon it tenfold. He felt threatened by this to both himself and his manhood, and I'd like to apologize to them, but it, I shall never do that again. Thank you, and thanks for listening. Dark portal. <laughs> the last thing that they, they noted on the main site regarding this festival is the, called Fire in the Sky, and it looks like they're going to have a um, fireworks festival put on by the goblins at the end of the um, end of the event around July fifth. Do you know what I was really bummed about? What? Was that the Fire in the Sky portion of the the whole quest log wasn't going to be about like the goblins abducting you into their spaceship? <laughs> it's, it's like a whole Fire in the Sky. Maybe it's a conspiracy thing. to make you think right. that it isn't. That's true. Maybe the fireworks are actually the goblin spaceships. You better show up by July 5th with your tinfoil cap. Disclaimer, Aloysius does not want to be anal probed by goblins. <laughs> or anything else, apparently. <laughs> He's already been there and done that. Oh, oh hello. How are you? So that's the information on the Midsummer Fire Festival. Go out in the world and check it out. You can get some really cool swag from it and um, get a little pet too. I think I might just do that for the pet because you know how much I love pets. I think cool. it's cool that they just keep doing this stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it gives all kinds of different people stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's not you know like raiding or PvPing or questing. Yeah, other other things to go look for and yeah. and take part in. That's what I'm saying. Part of the fun. Part of the process. Absolutely. Previously on the lore of Warcraft. Ten thousand years before the orcs and humans clashed in their first war, the world of Azeroth cradled only one massive continent known as Kalimdor. At the dark continent center was a mysterious lake of incandescent energy, which would later be called the Well of Eternity, was the true heart of the world's magic and natural power in time. A primitive tribe of nocturnal humanoids cautiously made their way to the edges of the mesmerizing machine. Over time, the well's cosmic power affected the tribe, making them strong, wise, and virtually immortal. The early night elf priests and seers studied the well with an insatiable curiosity. As their society grew, the night elves explored the breadth of Kalimdor and encountered its other denizens. The only creatures that gave them pause were the ancient and powerful dragons. The Lore of Warcraft.
In time, the night elves' curiosity led them to meet and befriend a number of powerful entities, not the least of which was Cenarius, a mighty demigod of the primordial forest lands. The great-hearted Cenarius grew fond of the inquisitive night elves and spent a great deal of time teaching them about the natural world. The tranquil Kaldori developed a strong empathy for the living forests of Kalimdor and reveled in the harmonious balance of nature. seemingly endless ages passed, the Night Elves' civilization expanded both territorially and culturally. Their temples, roads, and dwelling places stretched across the breadth of the Dark Continent. As Shara, the Night Elves' beautiful and gifted queen, built an immense, wondrous palace on the well's shore that housed her favored servitors within its bejeweled halls. Her servitors, whom she called the Keldori, or Highborn, doted on her every command and believed themselves to be greater than the rest of their brethren. Though Queen Ashara was loved equally by all of her people, the Highborn were secretly envied and disliked by the rest of the Night Elves. Sharing the priest's curiosity towards the Well of Eternity, Ashara ordered the Highborn to plumb its secrets and reveal its true purpose in the world. The Highborn buried themselves in their work and studied the well ceaselessly. In time, they developed the ability to manipulate and control the well's cosmic energies. As their experiments progressed, the Highborn found that they could use their newfound powers to either create or destroy at their leisure. The heedless Highborn had stumbled upon primitive magic and were now resolved to devote themselves to its mastery. Although they agreed that magic was inherently dangerous if handled irresponsibly, Ashara and her Highborn began to practice their spellcraft with reckless abandon. Cenarius and many wizened Night Elf scholars warned that only calamity would result from toying with the early volatile arts of magic. Even so, Ashara and her followers stubbornly continued to expand their burgeoning powers. 
as their powers grew, a distinct change came over Ashara and the Highborn. The haughty, aloof upper class became increasingly callous and cruel towards their fellow night elves. A dark, brooding pall veiled Ashara's once entrancing beauty. She began to withdraw from her loving subjects and refused to interact with any but her trusted highborn priests. A young scholar named Malfurion Stormrage, who had spent much of his time studying the primitive arts of Druidism, began to suspect that a terrible power was corrupting the highborn and his beloved queen. Although he could not conceive of the evil that was to come, he knew that the Night Elves' lives would soon be changed forever. So that's it for TC Show 26. Thanks for listening. Please check out our website at www.taverncast.com. And if you're up for it, sign up for the forums. Right. And if you're interested in joining the pod people, uh, go on over to www.thepodpeople.net. You've got an application process there, and you fill it out and turn it in, and hopefully we'll get back to you before next year. We're also still taking recipe submissions for food and drink. You can send your submissions to kerncatare at hotmail.com. Um, make sure that your recipes include ingredients, cooking times, and amounts, and make sure they're Warcraft-themed. Also, we're always looking for stories and stuff and audio goodness on our Tavercast Skype line at 734-418-8727. Call it. Call it now. Do it. It's good for you. It's good for us. It's good for everyone. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Taverncast Warcraft is recorded live in front of a studio audience. Taverncast does not endorse underage drinking and reminds those of you who are of age to have a stout heart and drink responsibly. Taverncast Warcraft is a Snapdragon production and part of the Taverncast family of podcasts. Visit us online at www.taverncast.com. Smooth. With a capital V. Smooth. (laughs) Good lord! Take that my Power Ranger! (laughs) Give me my Power Ranger back! The green Power Ranger needs smoke beer smell! (laughs) Let me just start over, because I'm not sure where I'm at. (laughs) Fucking smoke beer. (laughs) No, Mr. Pond, I expect you to die. Sevencast 26, take... (laughs) 2,528.5 more Schnell! <laughs> That's a 50 DKP minus! Schnell, Davincast! Schnell! Schnell! Although he could not conceive of the evil that was to come, he knew that the Night Elves' lives would soon be changed 
forever. Drama, drama, drama. <laughs> Welcome to Taylor K. 27. My name's Loisius. That's Infernal Bill over there. Say hi, Infernal Bill. Hi, it's Infernal Bill. I really enjoyed it, Taylor K. Show. Thank you so much for being on here. I'm a warlock. I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting sort of thing. He does this kind of shit where he uh, where he. Uh, hey, hey, hey! You can't say shit on the show. All right. Why not? It's in dictionary, because, ain't it? Because shit ain't a kind of fucking word you want to say in the goddamn tavern cast. Oh, damn it. I'm sorry about that. I better wash my mouth up or I f*** it up again. You motherfucking stupid hillbilly. Who are you calling hillbilly? Now, that kind of language right there. Why don't you do your dang section on Tonga Tonga Schnell, you motherfucking hillbilly dumbass? Right. Well, right here, we like doing different things on Tavern Cash. We like, you know, doing fairs and whatnot. So we're just going call this. I didn't say fairs, you dumbass. I said bears. Bears. Oh, didn't I thought you know we'd do bears. Do you like to do bears? Yeah. You got a problem with that there, pretty boy Cromley? You don't like doing bears? <laughs> I like shooting them. I don't know about doing them. What the fuck is that all about? Bears. I said beers. That makes me think of a country song that you and I used to like to sing back in the old days. It goes a little something like this. We're going to drain the bears. We're going to drain the bears with the pickup truck. My wife. My wife did me for the bears and the beer. It was the 5th of June in the dark of June when a Kenworth loaded logs. He was a pulling hogs and bears and bears in the air and buck four I nine ten four Roger Dodger open under open under. This is why we cut you off at like two glasses. Oh, sweet smoke beer. You make me say funny things.